now. Amen. And now I'll ask you to join in the prayer of illumination. Oh God, open our hearts to receive your word. Move us past tiredness and complacency so that we might be drawn into the scriptures in a new way, a way that refreshes our souls and ignites our imaginations. Amen. And our first scripture reading this morning is from the Old Testament, and it is from the book of Genesis, chapter 37, selected verses uh, 1 to 4 and 12 to 28. And this is the story of Joseph being sold into slavery by his brothers. <clears throat> Jacob lived in the land of Canaan, where his father Isaac had lived. And this is the story of his family. When Jacob's son Joseph was 17 years old, he took care of the sheep with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and Zilpha. But he was always telling all, his father all sorts of bad things about his brothers. Jacob loved Joseph more than he did any of his other sons because Joseph was born when Jacob was very old. Jacob had even given Joseph a coat of many colors, which showed that Joseph was his favorite son. And so Joseph's brothers hated him and would not be friendly to him. And then reading in um, verse 12, Joseph is sold and taken to Egypt. One day when Joseph's brothers had taken the sheep to a pasture near Shisham, his father Jacob said to him, I want you to go to your brothers. They are with the sheep near Shisham. Yes, sir, Joseph answered. His father said, go and find out how your brothers and the sheep are doing then come back and let me know. So he sent him from the Hebron Valley. Joseph was near Shem and wandering through the fields. When a man asked, what are you looking for? Joseph answered, I'm looking for my brothers who are watching the sheep. Can you tell me where they are? They're not here anymore, the man replied. I overheard them say they were going to Dotham. Joseph left and found his brothers in Dotham. But, he, but before he got there, they saw him coming and made plans to kill him. They said to one another, look, here comes the hero of those dreams. Let's kill him and throw him into a pit and say that some wild animals ate him. Then we'll see what happens to those dreams. Reuben heard this and tried to protect Joseph from them. Let's not kill him, he said. Don't murder him or even harm him. Just throw him into a well out here in the desert. Reuben planned to rescue Joseph later and take him back to his father. When Joseph came to his brothers, they pulled off his coat of many colors and threw him into a dry well. As Joseph, Joseph's brothers sat down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with all kinds of spices that they were taking to Egypt. So Judah said, what will we gain if we kill her brother and hide his body? Let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not harm him. After all, he is our brother. And the others agreed. When the Ishmaelites merchants came by, Joseph's brothers took him out of the well, and for 20 pieces of silver, they sold him to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. And that was reading from the contemporary English version. And now I've printed the song uh, 105 from Voices United. It's printed in your bulletin and it's on the screen. And we will read that responsibly. 
You called down famine on the land and cut off the supply of bread. His feet were hurt with fetters, his neck collared with iron. Then the king sent and released him. The ruler of nations set him free. To correct his officials at will. And the refrain is. Bless God, my soul, hallelujah. And our gospel reading this morning, when I find it, it's here somewhere. <laughs> our gospel reading this morning, again, reading from the contemporary English version, is um, Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. And this is the story of Jesus walks across the stormy waters. This um, reading is also found in Mark and John. At once, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and start back across the lake. But he stayed until he had sent the crowds away. Then he went up on a mountain where he could be alone and pray. Later in the evening, he was still there. By this time, the boat was a long way from the shore. It was going against the wind and was being tossed around by the waves. A little while before morning, Jesus came walking on the water towards his disciples. When it was a ghost, they were terrified and started screaming. At once, Jesus said to them, don't worry, I am Jesus, don't be afraid. Peter replied, Lord, if it, is, if it really is you, tell me to come to you on the water. Come on, Jesus said. Peter then got out of the boat and started walking on the water toward him. But when Peter saw how strong the wind was, he was afraid and he started sinking. Save me, Lord, he shouted. At once, Jesus reached out his hand. He helped Peter up and he said, you surely don't have much faith. Why do you doubt? When Jesus and Peter got into the boat, the wind died down. The man in the boat worshiped Jesus and said, you really are the son of God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And now we're going to sing Jesus. Amen. If you happen to look on our Knox Facebook page this week, you would have seen the image, the same one that was on the screen for a short time, of Joseph and the coat of many colors from the Golden Book series. You may also know that Dolly Parton had a hit song called Coat of Many Colors. And she lends the lyrics to a heartfelt picture book for young readers by the same name, illustrated by Brooke Boynton Hughes and published by Grosset and Dunlap in 2016. And it's on Amazon because that's where I looked it up. And it's the pictures in it are just awesome. So it's a really good children's book. The book tells the story of her mother sewing a winter coat for her from a bag of rags given to them. She wears the coat, which she was so proud of to school, only to have the other children laugh and make fun of her for being poor. Her coat is a symbol of those who are excluded because they do not fit the norm, whether due to poverty, mental or physical health challenges, culture, faith, or the color of, this, of their skin. But Parton's, Parton's positivity carries through to the end of the story. 
when she realizes that her coat was made with love in every stitch. I wonder what makes clothing valuable and special. It may be because we like the color or the feel of the fabric or because someone special made it or gave it to us. Sometimes it may feel valuable because it is the latest fashion, but then fashion changes. Some groups like the Amish or the Hutterites, they practice plain clothing to avoid differentiating based on wealth. Schools where uniforms are worn is another example. Everyone wears the same color and style of clothing. Would Jesus think better of us based on the clothing we wear? The answer, of course, is no. Jesus loves us just as we are, and we are invited to love others just as they are, without judging them by their clothing. The little golden book in the Bible story we read in Genesis this morning tells the story of Joseph and his 11 brothers, and Joseph receiving a very special multicolored coat from their father. The other brothers were jealous and very mean to him. Joseph's coat is a symbol of being special and chosen, but also caused him to be excluded. This type of judgment always leads to exclusion and harm for people on both sides, though it is more damaging to those who are being judged or excluded by the dominant group. I wonder, how does God break through to us when we feel different or excluded? How does God break through to us when we may be the ones judging those we consider different? God desires to break down the walls that divide us and turn us towards each other in reconciliation. Beaten and left for dead in a dried up wall, wall, well, sold into slavery by your own family, tossed about by tempest winds in a stormy sea. Life can be brutal. Sometimes you and I find ourselves battered and abandoned and alone in our despair. Where is God in these situations? What is faith when we feel forsaken and forgotten? This is the theme of our scripture readings this morning. The story begins with Joseph. His story testifies to God's faithfulness. It is the prelude to how God will liberate God's people from the horror of slavery in Egypt. Joseph's story tells how God's people got there in the first place. So the brothers sold Joseph to some traveling merchants who promptly took him to Egypt. Joseph survives the abyss of slavery. In fact, he not only survives, he thrives becoming the ruler over all of Pharaoh's possessions, even Lord over the entire land of Egypt. Each step is a test of his faith and fortitude. And today's Psalm retold the story of Joseph's story. It retells the story of God's faithfulness, reminding the Jewish people that God is true to God's covenant, even when all looks hopeless. Joseph is faithful too. He does not let slavery crush his spirit. He does not slip into despair when imprisoned, disgraced, and forgotten. God does not abandon God's people. Our invitation is to stay true to our faith, persevere, and hope. 
Biblical scholars understand Matthew's story of Jesus rescuing the disciples on the stormy sea as a word of encouragement for the early church. We too are in the boat with the disciples. We seek to be faithful follower, followers. We strive to live the gospel and we give ourselves to love and good works. But sometimes the storm batters us too. We are sailing along the sea of life when seemingly out of nowhere, a tempest descends, a cancer diagnosis, a job lost, broken relationships, loved ones die. Life brings storms and sometimes they are brutal. Today's story reminds us that within whatever storm we find ourselves, Jesus is with us. He comes as a compassionate companion. He sustains our spirit even as the storm continues to rage. The truth is, the storms in our lives endure, cancer has its way, relationships dissolve, and loved ones succumb to disease. Our faith cannot prevent it. Jesus does not promise to help us to walk on water. He promises to be a constant companion in the boat navigating the rough seas. You and I know that in our times of fear and need, Jesus is there to take us immediately by the hand. When we receive a needed phone call or a visit, or when things seem to fall into place, freeing us from some trouble in our lives, do we think it was luck or coincidence? Was it? Or did we miss Jesus coming to us? Let us pray. God of surprises, help us to remember this story and promise to hold on to what we learn from it. When we feel battered by the storms of life, open our minds and hearts to the wonder and grace of Christ's presence among us. Amen.